Everybody, welcome to the latest Community Conversation. My name is Luke Margolis. I'm the Corporate Communications Director for Atlantic Health System. And today I am pleased to be joined by Dr. Stanley Field. He is the Chairman of Medicine at Morristown Medical Center, part of Atlantic Health System. Good to see you, Dr. Field. Thank you. It's nice to be here. So the premise of this conversation is how to win by quitting smoking. Uh, November is um, uh, Lung Cancer Awareness Month, and today is actually the day of the Great American Smokeout. So a lot of good stuff for us to cover there. Before we do, Dr. Field, though, I want to give everybody just a little bit of the run of show here. Uh, for the next 15 minutes, Dr. Field and I will chat uh, about our topic of the day, but this is, of course, sort of a, I guess, three-person conversation, if you will. If you have questions, put them in the comments thread below the video. Uh, our team of folks will be uh, following along there, and we'd love to hear from you about anything we talk about or any questions you may have. If you got to drop off, uh, something comes up, got to take a phone call, uh, or for whatever reason the connection were to go down, um, you can find this entire session on our Facebook page when it's complete or on our website, AtlanticHealth.org. And then finally, uh, you can also see it on television on News 12 Plus uh, if you have access to that channel. Uh, that's Saturdays and Sundays from, from 8.30 to 9 a.m. So with all of that having been done, all the housekeeping complete, um, Dr. Field, let's talk a little bit about um, where we are in this effort uh, of helping folks uh, quit or kick the habit, however, you, however folks want to refer to it. Um, what are the types of resources available through Atlantic Health System and, and, and what are the types of, of services and guidance we offer here in that effort? So the first thing I think it's important to understand that smoking is um, a very, very difficult habit to break. And so I think nobody should feel bad that they're smoking. Uh, many people do want to try and stop smoking. And if you ask them, over three quarters want to stop. Some just say, I, I don't want to stop. But right. I mean, I think they want to and we can help them. We have a smoking cessation program here at Atlantic, uh, at Morristown in particular. There are drugs that have been available for a while that are successful. There's what's called nicotine replacement therapy which is NRT or nicotine, which is really taking nicotine without all the smoke and the additives, either through a patch, uh, through an inhaler. Uh, there's a nasal spray with, with it as well. You can mimic a, a cartridge of smoking. Uh, there are multiple ways to do it. And the gum is probably the yeah, most- That's uh, Nicorette, right? That's the, the one everybody the uses. Nicorette. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, it's generally not covered by insurance, unfortunately, but I mean, it's not all that expensive. Mm -hmm. But clearly, where there's a will, there's a way. Um, and then, if there's some questions, and if not, I, I'd be happy to talk about where does the electronic cigarette fit in, which is really not, right. that's nicotine replacement, but that's got some other issues around it, as we've learned with some risks that may be associated with that. And by that, you were talking about products like Juul or whatever. Yes, other types yes, of things. yes, okay. yes. Um, how has this work, um, a lot of these products for, for viewers, depending upon how old you are and different ages, um, you may be more familiar with some of these products than others, but for years, these products didn't exist. These are relatively speaking sort of newer um, products available to folks on the market. How, has, how have these technologies and, and therapies change the way we're able to provide care to people? Have they advanced that effort, made it easier to quit? What, what, what's your perspective on that? Well, in fact, these have been around for a while. Okay. Uh, I think uh, Chantex is the newest drug that's out there. 
uh, that's been approved for smoking cessation at least in the last five years, may maybe longer, I'm not sure. Okay. Before that was Welbutrin, which was another uh, drug that was available for a while. The nicotine replacement modalities have been around for quite some time. Have they? Okay. Oh yeah, they, ha they have. Um, you know, if you attempt smoking cessation, those people that are successful, and let's say the best studies are maybe 30, 35% initially. So that's uh, not great, but a pretty good number if you can knock off a third of people that want to stop smoking and remain six months to a year after that period. Um, but it's iterative. People may have to do it again. And we Why do you hear, think that is? Well, because it's a, it's a really, really addictive habit. It's a very addictive habit. And what, that's why doing these replacement therapies by themselves don't always work. Now, you, you, all of us and all of our viewers, I'm sure, have heard or met people that say, I just stopped. Cold you know, turkey. That's I just stopped. Call it, right? Cold Doctor turkey. said, you got a heart, you got this, you got, you know, and people can do that. But because of all the behavioral reasons that you begin to smoke in the first place and then you get addicted to it, it's, uh, it, it's tough. So we talked at the, at the beginning uh, today is the great American smoke out. And, and as of whether, if you're watching this live today, uh, as of the 19th when we're recording this, uh, the great American smoke out uh, is something held by the American Cancer Society. Uh, again, it's a, uh, an annual program that they do. Um, but You've talked about this is really a 365-day-a-year process trying to, to quit smoking, right? It's something that, that takes time and, and, and effort over time. Um, and so programs like our smoking cessation program are out there to help folks. What If somebody were to um, want to partake in something like that, what types of assistance and therapies do can they expect to be provided through a program like that? So our program, is, it's a standard program. It's not magic. Right. It requires a commitment from, from the patients themselves, and we've got some um, caregivers that are trained and educated at smoking cessation. I mean, I usually go once or twice during the eight-week session to meet and just answer some medical questions if that comes up. Mm -hmm. But it's basically uh, group therapy, in a way, using nicotine replacement therapy, primarily the gum gum and the patch are the, are the ones that we use. And, um, and just a group kind of bearing their reasons for wh what, where they're at and trying to answer some questions in the behavioral pieces is actually pretty good. This is not therapy therapy. I mean, right, yeah, the yeah, way that yeah, some people right, may yeah. perceive that. But, but, yeah, but no. so it, it's not revealing that kind of stuff, but it really can be very helpful. And like I said, the data is up to a third of the patients will be able to stop. Wow. And, uh, and, and stay stopped for a period of time. What are the health implications upon doing this? Maybe some folks who have smoked for a long time said, well, look, I've smoked for years out of my life. There's no point in stopping now. I'm maybe yeah. more advanced in age. And, and what really could I benefit from at this point, having been a smoker for so many years? Are there, are there early benefits that people can see in their health right away? Or what's your message to folks who say it's yeah. too late for me to quit now? So I, I, the message is it's never too late. Never too late, never too early, but never too late. Sure. Um, there's always an advantage whenever one stops smoking. So if you just look in general at smokers, uh, their lives are cut short on average seven to 10 years. Because That's of the smoking? Smoking. Wow. Heart disease, stroke, 
cancer or the, or, or the biggies, chronic vascular disease, vasculopathy. So, I mean, it's, it's a major, major problem, and it's the single most preventable cause of death that we have. Uh, so, I, I mean, it's just, it's just bad, it, it, it's difficult, et cetera. Uh, it's a major cause of chronic obstructive lung disease. It's a big implication now that we've got COVID that's ongoing mm -hmm. and smokers are at higher risk because of their inability to clear viruses and bacteria. Um, so, it always can decrease risks whenever. Um, and, and even, you know, people will say, well, geez, what if I just smoke four cigarettes a day? If you can do that, it's not so easy. Sure. Um, that's better than smoking 14 cigarettes a day. Right. So, so it, it really is a game of being able to reduce and improve your health for yourself and your family if you can do it. So I want to talk about the COVID implications in, in one second. But as I do mention, we, ha we have an opportunity for folks to share questions throughout this process. And uh, one of the questions we've received, uh, it was actually sent in before our session started, was from a woman named Therese. And Therese, uh, it sounds like perhaps she may be attempting to, to quit uh, using the, um, the gum, the, mm -hmm. um, uh, the, the uh, Nicorette, I believe as it's called. Um, and so her question is, now look, maybe there's a slip up and she sneaks a cigarette in addition to the gum every now and then. Um, is that dangerous? Can, can you, uh, are, there, are there additional health risks caused by mixing the two, the, the nicotine replacement therapy yeah. and the traditional cigarette? So uh, one should generally not smoke cigarettes while actively using nicotine. Okay. It's just an additive effect and you can become ill from too much nicotine. It can make you sick. Increased heart rate, uh, even potentially heart attack if you've got significant heart disease, mm -hmm. uh, and it can just make you very sick and jittery, et cetera. That said, uh, people are people. Things will happen, as you point out. Sure. Uh, the, the Nicorette gum is a little bit easier to deal with. You just stop the gum. And Spit you it get out. A cigarette, yeah, yeah, and you get a cigarette in between. The whole point is not to do them simultaneously. So if you've got a patch on, you don't want to smoke while the patch is active. Or if you're taking an inhaler of the, either if you're using the gum mm -hmm. or the nasal spray as an example, you don't want to do it at the same time. But generally, you just don't want to do it. Let's talk about the electronic cigarette influence yeah. that we've had here, because obviously that's been such a, a tremendously growing thing over the last few years. Um, can we talk about the role that plays in some folks either transitioning away from traditional cigarettes mm -hmm. and, yeah. and maybe the risks that are inherent in those yeah. as well? So the, the, the issue with the electronic cigarette is that it is a very potent and efficient way to deliver nicotine. As a delivery system. As a delivery system, okay. right, exactly. Uh, and it's done under heat and vapor. Now, it doesn't have the same implications of smoking. It doesn't have all of the other um, like car the additives, right, like tar the, the, and right. things like that. It doesn't have that, so that, that's great. And there's no evidence that it causes cancer. Got it. Um, but the flavored cigarettes and the heating of that, and there were these teenagers that have had, you know, the lung damage from that called Evali, mm -hmm. um, the vaping problems, that's, that's real. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the e-cigarettes are out there and have addicted a lot of our youth. Sure. Let's just 
not get into discussing that, that but let's moment. take you a cigarette smoker at a pack a day for 20 years mm -hmm. and you want to get off and you want to know about using e-cigarettes. Mm -hmm. There is some data that e-cigarettes can effectively help people go from smoking actively to using the e-cigarette. Now the question then is, well, am I going to be addicted to the e-cigarette forever? You may be. Yep. Uh, and then it's a question of weaning off of that. But being on nicotine alone does not have any of the same kind of very negative health effects that cigarette smoking that a does. a combustible tobacco exactly. product. Yes. And if you're going to use an e-cigarette, first of all, you probably got to deal with your doctor in one of these um, smoking cessation rates. But if you do do it, stay away from the flavored cigarettes because those are the Why? ones theoretically that have some of the potential lung damage to them. Because of the additives and stuff additives, that they put yes. in there. Got it. Um, so, okay, we've got a couple questions that have come in while we've been talking. Um, Stephen wants to know, how long does it take for nicotine cravings to pass once you've given up, right? So you're, you're, transition, you're transitioning away from a traditional tobacco uh, or nicotine product. Um, but you're still feeling those cravings. Do we have any data that suggests how long it takes for those yeah. to go? So, uh, Stephen, the whole idea behind the nicotine replacement is you replace those cravings. So if you're talking about going cold turkey, then your cravings may last up to a week or so. And you might be able to get off during that time if you can do it. The idea is to replace the nicotine from the smoking and just be able to wean yourself off so that you don't have the same problems. Nicotine in your blood is gone within a day, so that's not- Within one day? Issue. Yes, okay. yeah. Uh, Nicole has a question about how, and this is, this is a tricky one. How do you talk to your loved ones who, who you want to quit and maybe have been hesitant so far and just, or haven't reached that point on their own yet? How, what's your advice for folks who wanna try to see if they can convert people into the, the quitting column? Well, there's no easy answer to that. Yeah. So there's lots of reasons why people smoked in the first place. And um, I think you can only, guilt is, may not be the best, sure. obviously, depending on you know, the individual what, what your background is with your, that. Your relationship yeah, yeah, with that right, individual. Right, right. Yeah. But, but, um, but I think the reality is you can just talk about improving their own health and why it's important for them. Mm -hmm. If it's a loved one, which they described it, it is, you know, it's important for you because of them as well. Um, it, it's, a it's a delicate balance and dance that one has to do with someone like that because the guilt piece is probably not a good way to go. Generally, you need to really support a, why their health would be better off and their own potential problems later on could be reduced. We have time, uh, just a little bit of time left, and I want to touch on the COVID-related aspects sure. here because it is, it is obviously the topic on everybody's mind right now as it relates to their health and well-being. For smokers who um, have been looking for a, a reason or an opportunity maybe to quit, this pandemic um, mm -hmm. would seem to me at least to be, if you needed a, a time or a reason to stop, this would be it. How? What do we know currently about the effect of COVID on your lungs and, and the complications it can provide from a, from a smoking perspective? So it, it's a little complicated because okay. everybody that smokes doesn't necessarily develop 
COPD Understood. or chronic obstructive lung disease. If you do have COPD, then your risk from COVID is accelerated. Okay. So, so that, that we know that's a significant risk factor. Smoking by itself, if you don't have COPD, doesn't put you in that same risk category. So that, that's number one. But generally speaking, if you've smoked and you don't have COPD, there's still so, probably some damage in the uh, lungs' ability to fight infection or ward off viruses, et cetera. And so you just have a healthier lung if you don't smoke. So it would be a reason, number one, to check if you do have COPD, and that you can be checked out by seeing your family doctor or your internist and just asking for a simple breathing test. You can get that information. And if you don't have, here's the, here's the issue though, if you don't have COPD yet, or a problem with it, it doesn't mean you won't get it. Right, so it doesn't mean you're um, insured against it. Right, that. but even just the idea of smoking gives you some increased risk, and you'd want to not smoke for that reason, assuming that's something that may push you Excellent. to Dr. stop smoking. Dr. Field, well, we have, we have one more um, question about, uh, oh, okay, so there we go. Oh, I do have a question about just general information about accessing resources on the website. Folks, if you want to learn more about uh, some of the resources that Dr. Field has been talking about, or just some general information about smoking cessation, go to AtlanticHealth.org. There is a little text bar right there in the center, and you can type in quit smoking, even just something simple like that. And all the resources you will need can be there. We have a smoking cessation or lung cancer screening program here at Atlantic Health System. There is contact information for all of that as well. Uh, Dr. Field, we are out of time, but I want to okay. thank you so much for doing this. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, folks. Again, uh, on behalf of Dr. Field, I'm Luke Margolis. Thanks so much for watching. Uh, and if you missed any of this, check it out on our website, News 12 Plus, or on uh, our Facebook page and other social media platforms. Thanks so much for joining us, and have a great holidays. Thank you.